Well, hello and welcome to the Fish Nerds Podcast, a show about fish, fishing, and eating fish. I'm Clay Groves, Chief Executive Fish Nerd of the Podcast, and I'm here to say uh, this week the Fish Nerds are taking the week off. We didn't mean to. We, we produced some content and didn't have time to mix it all down. When I say we, I say me. <laughs> I am it today. Um, but I do want to give you this vintage uh, Fish Nerds episode hand-picked from our curation, our Fish Nerds library. This is not currently available anywhere else on the internet, so we thought you might enjoy it. And a quick promo, if you want to get in on the uh, fishing trip, we are giving away a deep-sea fishing trip with MainTunaFishing.com. That'll be in early August, a trip for two. Uh, you can go to the Fish Nerds Facebook group and look for the pinned post there. There will be a link to click on a Google form. You fill it out, and you will be entered into the contest. This is, this is a fishing trip with MainTunaFishing.com and the Fish Nerds, uh, and super easy to enter it. Uh, there's an option on there to click a yes button that you're willing to throw $10 into the pot to help cover the cost. If you do that, you will be entered three times and that will triple your chances. I see three. That's right there. That will triple your chances of winning, uh, the trip. So we'll throw you your name in the hat three times and maybe you will win a trip for two to fish with the fish nerds and Captain Sean Tibbetts, the grumpiest sailor on the sea. Uh, at MainTunaFishing.com, so check it out. But uh, we will be back next week with a brand new show talking all about fishing in Lake Ossipee. We're going to talk about the impacts of uh, water temperature and bass, uh, and maybe Hugo will be back to cook us some more crazy food. So, so lots of fun coming up. Stay tuned until next week. Enjoy this vintage Fish Nerds with Dave and Clay, the original Fish Nerds from a few years ago. Thank you. Five, four, three, two, Somebody's heart. one, zero. May I have your attention, please? Hello and welcome. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Fish Nerds Podcast. It's the latest about fish, fishing, and eating fish. I'm Dave. And I'm Clay. Together we talk about fishy stuff that's happened to us, people we know, and other fish nerds we've seen. Anything is fair game, and it's a good bet that I'm a little shaken from swimming in with my waders on today. <laughs> you know. I can't even talk. They, they call them waders for a reason, uh, you know. <laughs> Um, anyway, we... <laughs> They're terrible for swimming. They, yeah, go yeah. figure. Um, we have bucketfuls of things to talk about today. Uh, we're going to discuss our newest fish nerd ally, our colleague, uh, our... Uh, fish nerd our, hero. Uh, fish nerd hero, exactly. Many words for Nick Hudson, who is... Uh, uh, Nick Hudson Swagger, sorry. Mm -hmm who is uh, volunteering sound engineering work. Awesome! Really great. And if, you, if you've been following us all along... Which I have, Which yes. you have. You're the only one. I, <laughs> wow! Thanks for sticking it out. <laughs> but, if you, if you, but if you haven't, go back and listen to the first one, and then listen to, say, this one, which you're pr probably listening to anyway, uh, and compare them, and then you'll be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> 
got nothing. Um, so yes, we have improved. We've evolved. We uh, we are we have the ability to learn. So that's awesome. Um, so Nick, hello, uh, and thanks, and and welcome aboard, and all all those things. Thank so, you. Uh, fish nerds, man, taking care of each other. It's awesome. Have to. He's an audio nerd, but audio nerd, right? <laughs> he does he does fish. I've been been with him a few times, so. <laughs> and then, uh, so for the rest of the podcast, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about Stump the Fish Nerds. Yeah, Clay. I love Stump the Fish Nerds. <laughs> love it. Clay has an experiment in guide service. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll talk about our first ever sponsor. Wow. We're going to be real so sponsor. This one isn't made we're up. We're going to make so much money. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we'll talk about our very first sponsor, uh, the last day of salmon fishing, mm-hmm. and um, Clay promptly went out and did not catch a salmon, uh, but he has a good story. I tried. I tried so he tried. hard. <laughs> <laughs> Clay cooking roadkill pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Kickstarter program that's going to be moving along very I soon, so. Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, and then there's a live Fish Nerds event. Wait, live. you can see Fish Nerds live? Yes, it's true. You You're can. Kidding. <laughs> no, not dead or wow. nothing. Uh, fish in the news. Uh, we got a couple of good news items. Always good news. And always good news. And then we'll do, of course, the recap of Fish Nerd Nation. So There's a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about. And it's about. a Friday night. We never record on a Friday night. So we we don't because and, and the reason is because Sunday night um, it is is a busy time as my daughter gets ready for her high school, her week in high school. Mm, she's a teenager. And That's insane. Isn't that yeah. though? And uh, you know we're driving now, which I really like New Hampshire because they you don't have to go out and get a learner's permit. You just drive. Um, you just drive. Drive with a parent. Drive with somebody who's got a license. Wow. So live free or you know it's- die. <laughs> <laughs> but at least it's at the hands of family. Oh, you know if you're gonna never mind. It's a bad conversation. <laughs> but any, yeah, we're gonna avoid that whole dying yeah, thing. Bad. Um, but anyway, it's it's you know, New Hampshire cutting through that red tape. Gotta love mm-hmm. it. Good. Uh, but you know this this is a fish nerds podcast. So let's talk about let's fish. Do it. Let's do it. So the last um, I'm gonna jump around here, but uh, you took some some women fishing. I did. I did. Uh, this summer. Uh, the Con- Conway New Hampshire Public Library was doing a big fundraiser, and they asked the fishers to make a donation. Well, they asked. Oh my God! They they must have made a million. They dollars. must have. They asked us for their for our book. They said, "Could you donate one of your copies of your book that's autographed for our for our silent auction?" And I said, <laughs> "No," because. <laughs> Well, we are the perfect book for a silent auction because it's a probably our audio book that they asked for. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I said no, but what I can do is give you a couple of catch 'em all hats, and I could take two people fishing for two hours. So, fishing wow. with a fish nerd was the prize, and apparently, it was really popular. Oh, hey, yeah, good. they won't tell me how popular, but they told me it was really popular. Wait, so so you don't know how much they actually pledged to to go fishing? No, but I put an imaginary value on it so they could put it on the card. So I valued it at two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so. Who knows what it's worth? Very and good. Probably was worth a lot less than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's worth whatever you put on it. It so, is. Uh, there well, you go. So, and so the woman who won it, her name was Elena. And yeah. uh, her daughter was Megan, and it was Megan's birthday. They thought they'd go fishing, and they wanted to go bass fishing. And I thought, wow, the only thing easier than that is trout fishing. So let's go. 
how hard would it be? <laughs> so, I, wait, wait, where, where did you go? We went to Conway Lake, at, oh, and okay. I had a plan. They were gonna we were gonna go for smallmouth bass. I had the right mm. gear. I had uh, crayfish and minnows, oh. and oh. I had sluggos and all kinds of great lures. I had nets, everything we needed, fishing rods, ready to go. I was so excited. Put the boat in the water. The lady, ladies get in the boat. I climb in the back. I'm bragging about all the big fish we're going to catch. I'm feeling the pressure, and I start pulling on that string on the outboard motor. <laughs> and I start trying really hard not to go, not to cuss or anything, because, you know, I don't know what they paid to come out with me, but something. <laughs> so, <laughs> something happened, something. yes. So, nothing. I couldn't make the motor go. Oh, no. Yeah. And it made me sad. And, oh. and so I'm trying to be super cool. I'm like, hey, no big deal. Bass live everywhere. So I had the trolling motor. I hooked that up. And so we're, mm-hmm. you know, we're cruising out really slow. There were no wakes so as fast <laughs> as the boat would go. Kind of. which, which I love because, you know, normally when you, when you look at the bass fishing tournaments, <laughs> they have, you know, these 16-foot boats with 250-horsepower engines on them. Oh, my gosh. You're not kidding. And, and when they go bass fishing, you know, it's like, and I could just see you, you know, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <laughs> you know, remind me after this, too. I want to tell that bass tournament story, too. I forgot about it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bass I tournament story. Yeah. So um, we go out fishing, and I'm feeling terrible because i know if i had that motor working i would have put them on a bunch of big smallmouth bass i would have put a shiner under a bobber floated that shiner over the heads of these fish and they would have caught four or five nice fish mm, and right. they would have gone wow these fish nerds are terrific yeah yes, but instead i'm scouting new waters with a trolling motor because i can't get to the spot and it's embarrassing so did, did you try to explain that you're sneaking up on him? Was, uh, was that the whole purpose? I just made fun of myself. You know how I do it the whole time. <laughs> Luckily, they had a good sense of humor. Oh, and, yeah. You know, the uh, the mother, Elena, you know, she was just excited to go out, and Megan seemed to have me having a good time. But we weren't catching any fish. And I'm, I, I've never, I've never guided, you know, and I, I can't attest to what it's like every time, but I can imagine the pressure to put people on fish. Like, I'm just like, I want them to catch fish. I want, and I wasn't having f- as much fun as I could have had. We motor out to, to where I, it looks like a good weed bed. I've never fished the spot before. We, start, we start, start throwing sluggos. They're throwing them across each other. They're hitting each other with them. So I decided that's bad. It's not going to work. <laughs> and remember, I'm not in a bass boat. I'm in a 12-foot aluminum boat with a trolling motor on it with two people with high expectations. And it just... And a broken motor. And a broken motor. motor. You know, just dragging this heavy motor through the water. <laughs> so, so eventually, uh, Elena caught a, uh, a a pickerel. She hooked into a pickerel with live, using live minnow. I know. I was so happy. Things jumping out of the water. She, she can't reel it in. Because she doesn't know how to use the reel. It's not her fault. She hasn't practiced. And, I, you know, you take it for granted how easy fishing is. Yeah. But if you've never cranked the reel, if you don't hold the rod right, it kind of can be a funny, funny motion. Imagine holding the rod at the very, very base of it, and then trying to crank the reel in. The whole rod kind of moves with the reel. Is that what she? Was yeah, there's, there's really no other sort of common human activity that you know. Repla- I, I suppose holding a kid's head and, and trying to ream out their ear with a um, with a cotton swab would be the closest. Uh, it, you, you. <laughs> 
You've done it wrong for a long time. <laughs> it just sounds terrible. <laughs> but I can't wait till I give my kid a bath tomorrow. I'm gonna try it. Give me a kid. <laughs> it's just like it. Oh, it's bad. Anyway, she got the fish. We got our requisite fish pictures, and I called it a day. And I just apologized like crazy. I said, "Look, call me in January. I'll take you ice fishing." And you can hang out with me for two more hours of not catching fish, and it'll be great. So hopefully they call me in January, and I'll take them out fishing again. But man, it's, it's so embarrassing. It's just terrible. I I like the idea of you becoming a professional guide. I like the idea, and, too. Man, it makes me nervous. Well, and then you just have this long series of rain checks. So like <laughs> I after you. two or three years, there's just hundreds of people. <laughs> I'm just fishing for free from now on. And, oh, Not really. Come back out. We'll fish again oh, for free. I, I promise. I'll learn how to do it. <laughs> it was so hard. But then, the, you know, the, the next day I put the boat, I, I took the boat out of the water and I put the motor in a barrel, filled it with water and pulled the string and it worked fine. No, worked just go. fine. You know, then you went out with me, so it was great. But then these, um, we went back to like the next day with my kids, and we were fishing at the beach, and six giant bass boats pulled in. Mm. Wait, wait, which lake? Conway Lake, same place. Oh, okay. Six giant bass boats pulled all into the beach, parked right at the beach. Uh, they have these like fourteen foot boats with two hundred horsepower motors on the back of them. It's just beastly motors. <laughs> I'm like, wow, who? The lake, the lake's not that big. Why would you have to go that fast? But. I, I don't understand it. So, and, and bass fishermen are like the football players of the of fishing world. You know, these guys are. <laughs> if there's a such thing as a jock, it's tournament bass fishermen. Yeah, they're they're yep, yeah, they're fish jocks. They really are. But you know, they're good at it. And this was called. These guys were called. I think they called the um, North Northern New England Bronzebacks or something like that. Oh, by the way, you know, you realize that makes us the chess team of the fishing world because <laughs> we're the nerdiest ones. <laughs> We are checkmate, sir. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I, I didn't I don't mean dinner. But anyway, they got their scales out, started weighing them, and I tried to figure out how to walk up and talk to them. But I got nervous, like in high school, when you have to go <laughs> hang out with the cool kids. You just want to like, you want to just be part of what they're doing. I got super, super nervous. So I'm like, okay, okay. I got my business card in my wallet. My wife's standing off this side. Just go talk to them. What the worst they can say is no. I'm like, I'm not asking them their prom. I just want to look at their fish. So I walked up, and then there was a guy there. Uh, I don't have his card on me. But he goes, I know who you are. You're the guy catching all the fish. Hey! And I'm like, ah, finally! <laughs> Uh, I'm the cool Fame. I'm the cool kid still holding the camera so I'm still like pushing the media cart but <laughs> still <laughs> so they they totally let me take pictures of their fish and they've been on our Facebook page hitting the like button and supporting the fish nerds which is great and oh, I'll do totally a whole write up on our uh, fish nerd page on the whole thing but man I what I learned from that was number one uh, they're not catching fish that are any bigger than what I could catch but I've oh, been very nice. I've been misjudging the size fish I've been catching for years. Really? So all if I've ever talked about catching a five pound bass, yes, it was three. Because <laughs> <laughs> they pull so, these big fish out, and I'm going, "That's five pounds." They put it on the scale, three. Wow, this next <laughs> one's got to be a five pounder, three and a half. I'm like, wow. 
Well, see, that's why it's no good getting a lot of gear because then you just you, then you know. No, but each you know, each, but if, if you don't have scales, you never know. Each one of them had like six or seven fishing rods, all with different lures and stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy. It looks like fun though. <laughs> looks like a good time. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So all the fish are actually smaller than you think. Oh wow. Always, always, always. So that's just the way it goes. Wow, but cool though. It's the, the um, Northern Bass Supply, which actually one of these days I ought to hit them up for a sponsorship. They're they're just over in Brentwood, uh, the next town over for where I live, and uh, a lot of the the Granite State Bassers go in there. Bronze Bassers, yeah, and it's uh, it's neat because it's just this big kind of warehouse, and you go in, and there's a clipboard, there's a pile of clipboards, and you pick up a clipboard, and you walk around, and you just write the numbers down of the the items you want there's only one of everything up and uh, it's like every every bass lure you'd ever want to see is up on the walls and um you know they say do you want you know a dozen two dozen three dozen four dozen you know and uh I, I think they're just completely geared up for the uh competitive bass fishermen because it's it's insane i i go in and get like you know one package of weights or right. something like that barely but, uh, you barely spend any money at all yeah yeah i know and they're like yeah yeah that's well, nice. well now that's now that's a sanctioned high school sport in new hampshire you'll see more and more out there doing it so oh, high school sport yeah and it, it's it's the only sport that involves like other species like, uh no, no. There, there's oh what no there's there's um, for, horse stuff not in high school sports well it depends what high school you go well, it's to. new hampshire where we have like <laughs> we have people playing moose polo don't laugh about that those, those, that's <laughs> moose polo's tough it's gotta be because then you gotta clear the antlers in order to get your ball where it needs to go so. You do exactly. And then you know, if you get somebody guarding the uh, you know the goal with the big big rack, <laughs> um, which brings us to another high school story that I have. Another, but never another mind. time, another time. Why don't we? <laughs> but, why don't we welcome our new sponsor? Oh, good yeah. segue. Thank you. We change the subject before we talk about too many more racks. We lose all our sponsors. <laughs> so hey, we are super excited that we finally have a sponsor. Super excited. Ryan Gentry. Uh, from Thrive Outdoor Products contacted us and asked if he can support our park, our podcast. And we're super happy to say yes to him. Uh, and he's not asking for a lot. He really just wants people to support his new business. He's selling outdoor clothing and gear. And the best way to support him and us is to go to facebook.com slash Thrive Outdoor Products. Or go to fishnerds.com. We have a link there. Click on that link. It goes right to his Facebook page. Say, hey, Fish Nerd sent us. And then everyone wins. So. Yes, because that's, you know, that's code these days for, you know, instant success. And and few people know this is how Bass Pro Shops got started. They, On uh, Facebook? They, they, they came to us, actually. That's right, Fish Nerds. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's rich they, now but us, Dave. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, we're all about the giving. We are about the giving. So, but let's uh, make sure we give lots of fish nerd love to Thrive Outdoors products. Thrive Outdoor products. They're really nice looking shirts and stuff they're selling. Go on over to their Facebook page, say hello, hit the like button, and uh, everyone's happy. Maybe yeah. buy a shirt or two. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's one of these days we have, he ought to have like, you know, the fish nerds line of clothing. Ah, oh, I love it. We could, that sounds really. I, right, I want a bib. 
<laughs> a fish nerd bib yeah you know how like you know people have designer clothes and they yeah. have designer jeans and all this i i went i went the dave bib for if, if, if you really want to be nerdy how about like a dicky you'd <laughs> <laughs> be an extra large dicky thank you very much my fish nerds dicky is uh, brought to you by thrive outdoor products and <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> all good stuff all good stuff so but anyway hey welcome to the podcast and uh, we'll have to have Ryan on, or maybe as a guest next time, and let him pitch his stuff. Yeah, awesome. Great. Be great. So, check it out. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. You know, t- we went fishing uh, a week ago or so. We did. Um, it was great. I actually took the day off, took a personal day, which which I, li- I like the concept of a personal day. Because, you know, if if you take a vacation day, everybody in the office is like, oh, hey, where are you going? Oh, it's, it's fun. Or if you take a sick day, they're like, oh, I'm so bad. I'm sorry. Yuck, yuck. I'm sorry you're sick. If you take a personal day, nobody asks you nothing. It's personal. <laughs> it's personal. <laughs> sorry. Yep. Got a new dicky today. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I took a personal day and everybody's like, okay, okay. All right. All right. Fine. See you. So um, I took a personal day, I guess it was last week, and we went up to the um, the, the mighty Silver Lake. Yeah, we, I think we talked about this in the last podcast. And, um, well, the, the reason I bring it up is that I I haven't fished since then. Why not? Well, because I, I didn't have broken? another personal day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. My heart was broken from wasting my day, my personal day at Silver Lake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but so like like the evil friend you are, mm-hmm. you keep sending me texts during the gorgeous days of fall. Which by the way, every day has been gorgeous. Every stinking day. And I, I work down in Boston, I'm and it, it's it's all good, but it's still in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. And to get texts from your friend going, Hey, I'm out here going, it's the last day of salmon fishing. I yeah, I got a trout and blah blah blah. So thanks a heap. Ra ra ra! <laughs> <laughs> but that the picture you sent me of that trout was awesome. I yeah, well, I Sam in New Hampshire, salmon season ends on September thirtieth, so it's like April or March something until September thirtieth. You can catch salmon. Rabbit season. Rabbit. I'm hunting rabbits. <laughs> Which, by the way, the whole. The whole idea that we even have a salmon season is bizarre. I have to ask biologists about this. The way I understand it is we don't really have habitat for good salmon spawning in the state. Right. So all the salmon you're seeing, or most of the salmon you're seeing, are stocked. Yep. They're, they're, and they, they all came from Maine, right? They come from Maine. Well, I, th- we, I, I don't know if we have any New Hampshire hatcheries doing salmon for rivers, uh, for, for lakes, but, but they're all stocked. They're not naturally reproducing. They don't really naturally occur in lakes. It's a weird fishery to begin with because a landlocked salmon's a man-made fish. So we're putting these fish in, in the lakes, and then we have rules. You know, you can't catch them after this date and between those dates. If the fishing gets really good, it's probably illegal to keep them at that time. The, the bizarre rules. I don't understand. So in the fall, the salmons run the rivers. Natural urge just to... to to spawn they spawn in november so right about now is a really good time to get in the water and chase salmon only the season's closed <laughs> <laughs> so try to get out there the very last day just to say i went salmon fishing on september 30th so i got a tip that the fish were in the river and a friend of mine uh, dan hode uh went down and uh tried to catch some 
Yeah. And I, I got in the river, Dan's fishing. Dan doesn't fish the same as me. Dan likes to fish by himself. A solitary man is quiet. Hmm, one of the Mar- Marlboro Man kind of guys. Yeah. He's a, yeah, so he hikes about, you know, 40 yards downstream. He's casting away and not catching anything. I look in the river where I'm standing, and I can see four fish. Oh. So, and I'm a guy who likes to fish close to someone to, to talk and brag about fish. And I don't believe <laughs> you can scare fish away by being near them, so. Right. You know, you know, Dan was just trying to get away from you, you know. Well, look, I was dropping my kid off at school, and he says... What are you doing? I said, I'm going fishing, and he got the truck. It's up to him. It's, oh, okay. We didn't, we didn't plan it. I was going to go by myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> but So he and I were fishing, and, and uh, he's, he's fishing in the water. I start yelling, Dad! Dad! There's, <laughs> there's fish in the water. I can see him. He's like, quiet. You're going to scare him. I'm like, no, nah, they're fish. They don't care. <laughs> That's a myth. That's something your dad tells you to shut you up. Come on. Come see the fish. <laughs> so... <laughs> So sure enough, he's standing right next to me, and in the water, he sees the fish. He's like, wow, cool. So I'm using a tiny panther martin, a little gold spinner with orange and red feathers on the bottom of it. Yeah, it's it's one one of my favorite names for a lure, by the way. Panther martin? Panther martin. Is it a panther? Is it a martin? What is it? Is it a panther named martin? (laughs) It's a panther martin. A little gold piece of metal with some feathers on the tail? It's awesome. Threw it out there a few times. I can see the fish turning towards it. I get really excited. I'm screaming, Dan, the fish are turning, the fish are turning. <laughs> Dan's like, quiet, quiet, just catch him. So next cast out, boom, the fish hits. I land it like a pro. I'm so happy. Now Dan's L- Like a, prof- a boss. Like a boss. Now Dan's a professional photographer, so I'm looking at Dan. Where's your camera? He pulls out his smartphone and snaps a picture. <laughs> I don't think he owns a wise guy photography. <laughs> and I'm like, Dan, where's your... He's like, oh, the phone takes great pictures. And I'm like, all right. So I, I think I know why it's called Wise Guy Photography. <laughs> so, so he takes the. We got like two pictures of the fish. So I had the fish. I thought it hooked really well. I don't have a net with me. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to scramble and find my camera. And while I'm doing that, the can the fish got away. Oh, we got just the one decent picture. Not a great picture. Not a great picture, so. but it was good. You could tell it was a big brown trout and really pretty. It was beautiful. It was the biggest brown trout I've ever caught, and it was stunning. I'm like, it was, I think it's, and people in New Hampshire are going to get upset with me, and the other six states where brook trout are their state fish. Um, I think it's prettier than brook trout. Oh, yeah. blasphemy. I know. I'm going to go to New Hampshire hell for that. Yeah, so. you will. <laughs> Which is Lawrence. That, that's Massachusetts. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying. I you're going to say Seabrook. <laughs> so, um. uh, yeah, Colbrook. So, uh, anyway, so when fish got away, I wasn't going to keep them anyway. Right. But, hey, Dave. Hey, Clay. Do brown, do brown trout reproduce in New Hampshire? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And the way I understand it is... The water in New Hampshire is very acidic. And so things like rainbow trout and brown trout, their eggs can't handle that level of acidity. Oh, I thought I thought you meant Hasidic. Uh, no, that's Berlin, New Hampshire, you're thinking about. <laughs> that's that's not Berlin, very Jewish. Uh, not Berlin. Shoot. <laughs> that's uh Is it Whitefield or No. It's a town <laughs> that sounds very Hasidic. What is it? It is 
I was there. I was there once. Bethlehem. Bethlehem. That's it. Man, just not in it today. Bethlehem, New Hampshire. So, but uh, no, very acidic. And the way I understood it, I was told this by a fisheries biologist like twenty years ago. Who knows? Was the water so acidic that they just can't reproduce? Yeah. Well, they're they're originally from uh, Europe, right? Aren't Ger- they like Germany, German brown trout? Yeah. So that's what I was told. But I, so I put a picture up on Facebook and. Bunch of guys like, oh, I hope you let that one go because that's a breeder, and I didn't want to pick a fight. <laughs> so, but I also was in the um, North Country Angler Fly Shop, and one of the fly guides up there told me he knows for sure of wild rainbow populations and wild brown populations in New Hampshire. So, it's possible. It is, and I I usually never say never. Um, no, not I wouldn't say never, but man, it doesn't seem likely. And and the argument a lot of people use is. Well, it's in the middle of nowhere, you know. I'm like, well, they stock from helicopters. <laughs> exactly, and they fish can, can swim. You got there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we ought to do a little more research on that because that's that's something a fish nerd ought to know. We ought to know. That's why I asked you. Oh, yeah. And you're, you've let me down. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> so you, but you missed out on some really good fishing. Oh, uh, you know, we have to figure out some live satellite feed. So, like, we can plug in right, right to a GoPro on your head. Uh, and then as people are sitting at work, they could just click on a website and see if you're catching anything. Wouldn't that be cool? That would just... <laughs> people would never never get anything done. Ah, uh, it'd be so fun. You'd be as big as the, the baby panda cam. I'm already as big as panda. <laughs> so... <laughs> people are upset about the panda cam. They are. They get upset about everything. Well, they know? do. And then, you know, with, with the government shut down, now the panda cam's not working. Oh, uh, you know, it's the government shut down, and then they're like, then they'll nitpick which services they're more upset about. You know, oh, the <laughs> memorials are closed, or the panda cam's not working, or whatever. I mean, like, either open it or don't, but if it's not open, shut up. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're right. It's not open because it's closed. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know, they'll be like, oh, the pizza shop's closed. Yep. I can't get a Coke. No, it's closed. Oh. Straw? No, you can't get a straw. Oh. <laughs> Can I use your bathroom? No, it's closed. It's closed means it's not open. So shut up. <laughs> so, that's my big political... St- I'm done. I'm done with politics. Good. All right. Yeah. Um, my- <laughs> next next on the list. We have a whole list. It's all me, Dave. It is all you. I Like I said, I just, I've been doing nothing but wishing to be fishing. Well, on, on Fridays, I spend fries with my three-year-old. Mm-hmm. And I try to teach her to be cool like me. Oh. <laughs> so that involves a little bit of watching TV, maybe some HR puffing stuff in the morning, and then uh, we don't really watch that show. She wouldn't like, like Now, Now, all, all you therapists listening, you know, mark that in your calendar. <laughs> that well, in about 10 years or so, this maybe is, a little we're, longer. We're going to be providing Nick with plenty of work in the future. Exactly. So. Exactly. So. You, you got a client in the making. Yeah. So, but I said to Sam this morning, hey, Sam, you want to go trout fishing? And she goes, no. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to go play in the sand by the river? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, good. Then let's go. So we load the car up with sand toys and fishing rods and my waders. And I have a little knockoff um, GoPro type camera. It's called a, a movie camera. It's called M- a Go Amateur. Yeah, Go Amateur. I'm glad for it. M-U-V-I. But it's got an underwater housing and everything. And I decided, all right, I'm going to take this housing, and I have a fishing rod with 12-pound test. I'm going to attach that housing to the 12-pound test, put the camera in it, 
float that camera under a soda bottle down the river and take really great pictures of trout. And then I can be one of those guys on the internet that everyone goes, man, you take great pictures. So Perfect plan. Perfect. And Sam looks at the little camera housing on the string and she goes, hey, Dad. I say what? Why don't you catch the fish and then take its picture? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> so, she's right. So I'm like, wow, because this would be so cool. We're doing a science experiment. It'll be fun. Okay, great. Get down to the river. And, you know, I start casting a few lines in the water. I have my waders on. And Sam's playing in the, she, in the river. She's got her rain boots on. And mm. takes, she takes two steps in. And her boots filled with water. And she's stomping around now with boots full of water and having a great time. <laughs> so, the way three-year-olds can do. And uh, and so then she wants to try fishing. So I let her hold the fishing rod for a while. And I start playing with the camera housing. Yeah, I get it all rigged up. I even put a worm under it, hoping maybe the camera will angle down with it with the worm and a fish attacking the worm. And I'll have that, that one video that even the fish nerds want on their website. And... I cast out a few times. It's working fine. Like watching the camera bounce through the waves and the riffles and stuff. And then I cast out again, and I notice that the soda bottle's floating free. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, that's no big deal. The soda bottle came off. And then I reel in the whole thing, and the camera housing, the, the waterproof part that holds the camera in, is open, and the <laughs> camera is gone. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> that's not supposed to happen. That's supposed to stay on there. That should be super tight. Like, that should never come off. Those should be, like, bulletproof almost. It looks so cool. Yeah, and so, yeah, it really has one task. Yeah, stay closed. <laughs> that's your job. Don't open. And it opened. It dumped the camera out in the river. So oh. I'm, uh, I'm like, all right, I'm never going to fight. It's a black camera, though. The bottom of the river is kind of black colored uh. the way the clouds were today. So I, I walk out to where I cast it. And sure enough, the water's crystal clear. I can see it. Oh. I'm at the very tip of my chest waders, like five feet. Like I can't go one more inch deep without <laughs> going past my waders. But I'm standing there and I can see this thing on the bottom of the river. And I'm like, all right, what do I do? If I leave this spot, <laughs> odds of me finding the same spot, yeah, slim to none. Right. Things black. I'm going to stir the bottom up. It's going to be a goner forever. It's probably a goner anyway, but maybe I can put it in a bowl of rice and save it. So I'm like, all right. I, I tighten up the belt of my waders as tight as it can go. I hold my breath and I dive in with nice. my waders on. And I got my hand on it. And I can hear and feel water rushing into my waders. <laughs> so I go up. I'm like, I come up out of the water. I'm like, whoa! And I'm yelling. And I come sloshing to the beach. I'm like Sam with her big boots on full of water, but my waders are full of water. <laughs> I'm dumping the water out of my clothes and kind of laying on the ground sideways to get the water out. And Sam goes, Dad, you're silly. I'm like, you're bait. And I wanted to throw her in. But <laughs> So, I decided oh. I decided fishing there was no good. Not going to work for us. <laughs> but Sam wanted to catch trout for dinner. I'll get to that story in a minute. So, we drove to my favorite trout pond in my neighborhood. Yep. And, I, and Sam caught two trout all by herself. Ah, oh, sweet. Right in a row. His little prod so good. Every time he line goes in the water, a trout come out. So, oh, perfect. They were little trout. But, so, she put them in her bucket, and they're gasping for air. Mm-hmm. And Sam's talking to the fish, and I hear her say to the fish, "It's okay if you can't breathe, because you'll be dead soon, and we're going to eat you." 
just trying to make him feel better. She's like a Bond villain. <laughs> so she, she's right. Okay, you'll be dead soon. You'll, soon you'll be dead. <laughs> I expect you to die. <laughs> so, but hey, here's what we did. My friend, my friend Gary gave us some uh, moose sausage. Oh, moose sausage. Yeah, from real fresh stuff from Roadkill two days ago. So, <laughs> so wait, a Roadkill moose? Uh, roadkill moose two days ago, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, uh, he, 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 he texted me when the, he goes, hey, I got a roadkill. And so I went, all right. And I went over to his house, and he was grinding a meat and a sausage. He goes, here, have a pound of sausage. He gave me some roadkill sausage. And <laughs> so it's, so it's, well, I you know, so- ammunition's hard to come by now. It's cheaper to hit him with your truck. <laughs> cheaper and, to hit him it, with your truck. Yeah. And it wasn't his truck, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what difference does it make? So, uh, we decided tonight to make a real local food for dinner tonight. Mm. Great. So, we had maple syrup that we made ourselves. Oh, yeah. Every, every year you, you make and maple syrup, right? We had uh, roadkill sausage. Mm. We had apples that we picked in New Hampshire last week. Oh, fun. And we had brook trout. Oh, that that died recently at the hands of your daughter. Yeah, exactly. So we had all this great local food. I made some pizza crust by hand from scratch. And we made uh, New Hampshire special pizza, which is uh, maple mousse, roadkill sausage, apple, and brook trout pizza. Whew. Man. <laughs> and I'll, let me just tell you, I'll put the recipe up on our Fish Nerds page when I get done writing it. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> Really good. Really? Really yeah, good? Yeah, really good. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure I could taste the trout very much, but uh, it was good. Wow. <laughs> but the maple sausage, I... Mm. Now, now, so if Pizza Hut ran that, would that would, would it be a moose lover's pizza or a moose <laughs> hater's pizza? <laughs> hmm. Well, <laughs> lovers, moose lovers, because that moose was killed by a truck. Oh, right. And it, it so, actually could have been a depressed moose. It, maybe it was depressed moose. And just walked out in front of a truck. Oh. <laughs> I, I have a picture of the moose right after it got hit. Yeah? There wasn't much you could do with it but make sausage. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll put a picture up. It's te- I think I may have already shared it. But it's uh, it's awful. Oh, <laughs> it looks terrible. Insta-sausage. Yeah. Insta-sausage. <laughs> Boom! Hamburger! <laughs> Oh, hey, Rocky! Pokey <laughs> <laughs> smokes, bully. That trick never works. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Know It All. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, good stuff. I, but I highly recommend it, you know. But it was kind of fun to put together, put together a local meal, and Sam really got into it. Like, we cook, we cooked the fish whole, and then she had to pull the meat off the bone. She's like, "Dad, can we eat the eyeballs?" <laughs> I said, "Go for it." And she goes, "No, I, I, I want you to." <laughs> I did not eat the eyeballs. <laughs> oh, man, uh, I tell you, Bond villain, you're raising a little Bond villain. I am, yeah, I am. Now, my, my older kid is is not home. My older kid's very empathetic, and so she would not have gone for this. She oh, really? Not, she will not eat moose. She won't eat the fish. Um, she won't let me kill the fish. Like, she gets upset when you pick a plant, like you pick a flower that's made to be eaten. She goes, oh, that flower, I grew myself. It was such a nice flower, <laughs> my favorite flower. You know, Sam would be like, all right, let's kill it. <laughs> Is it dead yet? No? All right, I'll make it dead. 
<laughs> Don't worry that no. you can't breathe. <laughs> if, if she had laughed maniacally after that, I would have just left her there. <laughs> See you, kid. <laughs> You're going to be just fine. Yeah. Kind of. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow, very good. Good times. Oh, man. Hmm. <clears throat> All right. All right. <laughs> this podcast is going long. We we don't have time for much more. We can get it all in. You think? Well, let's let's go fast. All right. Uh, Kickstarter program not started. Next not one. Okay. Check. <laughs> check. <laughs> Pay attention because soon we're going to ask you for money to help fund our book. Yes. So basically, we'll be asking you to pre-buy the book so we can get it f- published. Yeah. So easy. You easy. Just that open that. your wallet. Give us money. We're happy. Yep. Uh, uh, Nick's on the list again. Nick Hudson Swagger. Am I sa- saying his last name right? I don't know. You know you, I've never said it out loud. <laughs> you're marching. Or marching. You run with his wife? Yes. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Emmy and I, she's my running partner. So, nice. Yeah. So we, every other day we run. Nice. And, and, and running for me is really a relative term. So <laughs> it, it, it looks like running. If you blink fast, or if you speed up the tape, but it's really a slow motion game that's barely running. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a lot more than I do, so that's that's very good. That's right. So, yeah, there you um, go. And uh, and my daughter just came into the podcasting room. Hello. Hey, hey, Soph, how are you? She gave me a glass of water. Wow. <laughs> Very Lucky. nice. She's gone now. No beer, just water. Huh? No, just water. Teach that kid. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so the so anyway, Nick, thanks again for sound engineering. Awesome, it's great. Yeah. So, live fish nerds event coming soon. Yes, coming soon. The Conway Li- Public Library has asked the fish nerds for an evening of fish talk. Oh wow. So, I'll be going in there on the 21st at 6 p.m. It'll be free. It will include video and audio and lots of Takio. So, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun. Hopefully, everyone who shows up has a lot of questions because I'd much rather have a conversation than talk for an hour. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, we'll have more oh. information as that gets closer to the event. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's going to be good. It's close to Halloween. You got We have to come up with a Halloween-themed fishy Ooh. thing. <laughs> Mommy Chuck! <laughs> um, that takes us to Fish in the News. Fish in the News! <sighs> this week in Fish in the News, we got a, we got a couple of good ones. A couple of gems. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, the title is Scientists Scare Drunk Fish with Robots. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first part of this um, is, in movies, robots often inspire fear. And in the lab, they can be used to frighten live animals to test behavioral changes. Scientists <laughs> at NYU Poly are using robots to, in order to test how the presence of alcohol affects the behavior of zebrafish. Love it. So first they get the fish drunk, and then <laughs> exactly. they scare them. So, so the, control, the, the, the control experiment, first of all, you have to determine, are they already afraid of robots? <laughs> and then the other controllers, you need to determine how do they behave when they're drunk. So you have to do two pre-experiments before yeah. the actual experiment. Then you get the fish drunk, which we'll talk about in a minute, and then you bring in the robots. 
What could yeah. go wrong? What could go what wrong? Could and go it, wrong? it sounds. Who it sounds this? like some kid in his dorm at NYU, like, hey guys. <laughs> oh man, I got this idea. Ah, uh, what if we got fish <laughs> drunk? <laughs> Come on, robots. Robots. Oh so, uh, apparently, zebrafish have similar emotional responses to <laughs> stimuli as more intelligent animals. Scientists can test how certain elements in the environment can cause certain behaviors. <laughs> so, I, I assume zebrafish have little pants to shit. Because <laughs> if you're drunk and you see a robot come by. Oh, my gosh. So they have to experiment on people to see what their responses were to robots. I just keep this experiment keeps getting more and more in depth. This is no high school experiment. No, no. You imagine the grad students like, "Hey, man, are zebrafish like us, man?" <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Let's go to Alpha Beta Beta fish and uh, oh, nice, <laughs> thank nice. you, and. <laughs> and go scare the jocks for a while. Okay, put on your robot suit. And let's measure the reaction speed. Okay, let's go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, fish, should I keep on reading this? Yeah, oh, please, yeah. Fish I got, have pre- I got to know the outcome. <laughs> fish have previously shown that they are attracted to robots <laughs> that are designed to look, act, and swim like them. So, okay. scientists decided that they would be good candidates uh, for this, this like new study. This is like a Bugs Bunny where they dress up. Bugs is a pretty. <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> They're attracted so, to the robot. They, they've already proven that fish are attracted to shiny robots that look like that. <laughs> so the purpose of the experiment was to determine how fear is affected by the presence of ethanol, alcohol, okay, uh, which is a type of alcohol found in alcoholic beverages. Uh, oh, the writer of this was very thorough. Mm, um, well, it, you know, <laughs> he was having a good time. <laughs> Instead of creating robots that the fish would relate to, the scientists created a robot that resembled a predator of the zebrafish, the Indian leaf fish. So the Indian leaf fish is the natural predator of the zebrafish. Okay. In an aquarium with three compartments, the scientists placed zebrafish in one compartment, the robot in a second, and left the third compartment empty. As expected, the fish in this control group naturally did what they could to avoid the fake predator. And seemed to prefer the empty part of the tank. Of course. <laughs> and then what? And then what? After recording their findings, the scientists took separate groups of zebrafish and added alcohol to the water. <laughs> to continue their test, to, to, to continue to test their theory, the scientists then put a group of zebrafish into the tank with two compartments. One with good lighting and one that was dark. Wait, what happened to the drunk fish? Uh, anyway, um, in a different tank, the scientists created a mock heron attacking from above. That's not a controlled experiment. I, I don't get it. As expected, the group of zebrafish not exposed to alcohol avoided the dark and swam away from the heron. However, the fish exposed to alcohol seemed to prefer the dark and had a slow response to the attack. That it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> It's because they were dead. It's because they're dead. It's because they're drunk and they're, and they're like, hey, baby, it's kind of dark in that corner over there. Let's, uh, what do you say? She's like, well, I've had a few ethanols. Let's go. Glub, glub, glub. And they head on over. It's dumb. It's a dumb yeah. experiment and they, and they lack the control. Everything needs to be the same in an experiment except for the one variable you're testing. Yeah. This is the science teacher in me. 
You can't change multiple variables and call it an outcome. It doesn't make any sense. If you're going to test with a heron, test with a heron every time. If you're going to test with a robot fish, use a robot fish every time. <laughs> this is high Just school. Added stuff. Come on. College guys can't do this. <laughs> so the last paragraph is, while it doesn't seem necessary to frighten fish to discover that alcohol affects their behavior, scientists believe these findings, along with the use of robots, can be used to better understand animal behavior. I don't know. As well as aid in animal protection. And now you got these fish sitting in a circle every night talking about how they, you know, it's been, it's been almost three days since my last ethanol. <laughs> last time, last time I had ethanol, a big shadow of a heron came over the tank and I wasn't scared. Oh, I could have no. been eaten. <laughs> Luckily it was a robot. <laughs> But now, whenever I see robots, I'm scared. I wasn't scared of robots before, but now I can't take. I don't know. Oh, it sounds man. sounds fishy to me. Oh. I don't know who did that study, but oh, let's move on past it. It's a terrible study. Yeah, terrible study. Oh, he was probably federally funded this week. <laughs> like, hey, no one's watching. Let's get fish drunk. <laughs> Feds are closed. <laughs> It'll be awesome. Awesome. Dad's sleeping. <laughs> Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, wow. Any more um, fish news? Anything better? Well, we, we do have the Paku saga continues. Oh, man, we have Paku news every week. Every week for the last three weeks, I think. Who's reporting this time? So this time from Washington State, of course. the Huffington Post ran a story, and the title is Paku-mageddon. Paku-mageddon. Large. That means like, test- there's so many Paku coming now. <laughs> Everyone... Get on a cup before you go swimming. <laughs> Pakumageddon, large testicle-eating fish surfaces in Washington State. It never ends. Never ends. Uh, there's not one reporter who actually looked up to see, does this actually happen? Right, right. We, we no longer need evidence anymore when we report stories. Do we, hey, editor, hey, boss. Do we need any evidence to run the Paku Nut Eater? No, no, no go with it. <laughs> no, that was a good one. <laughs> run it. Of course it's true. Everyone knows it. It's common sense. <laughs> Thanks, boss. <laughs> this lies, one was a, lies, lies. <laughs> this one was a seventeen inch seventeen inch fish mm-hmm. out of Washington. So and- we got people bragging about things being larger now when dealing with that part of your body yeah i guess so i guess 17, washington paku is big fish <laughs> um so yeah it's basically you know they're trying to work any way they could get in a paku story in the in the news so God, who would do that it's so it's so nerdy to every week when i talk about nuts <laughs> just <laughs> it's crazy really what a gimmick what a gimmick! So, uh, so yeah. So now, my, that that was the Huffington Post reported that Huffington Post reported that's two that. in a week. The Huff Post, I know, did on Paku. Wow. I know. Go figure. Um, and uh, so, Holmes. This is the last paragraph of that of this article. Um, the official said the dumping of exotic fish like the Paku has been such a problem that Washington Fish and Wildlife Department is having the the Marysville Paku, that's the fish that was caught, mounted as an educational tool 
to teach residents about the dangers of invasive fish in the area. Wow. So they they mounted the testicle-eating fish to take and show and scare kids. Uh, I'm just trying to imagine what the mount looks like now. You know? <laughs> just a- <laughs> I can just see the taxidermist go. You want me to do what with this? <laughs> you want me to put what and where? No. It just seems bad. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, bad. anyway. Oh, man. Um, it's all lies. By the way, if you have any evidence of a Paku uh, who likes to crunch on nuts of the human sort, please, <laughs> please email a photo to us at nuts. At fishnerds.com. That's nuts at fishnerds.com. We need evidence. Unlike the Huffington Post and CNN and Fox, we actually would like to see evidence of this happening because I am telling you it's never happened in the history of fish. Ever. It's a good story. Good story. Never happened. I know know what my Halloween costume is going to be, but it's never happened. Yep, that's true. That's yeah. true. I'm gonna be a Paku protected swimmer. <laughs> you should see my my armored speedos. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Never happened. Never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, that I actually have to wrap up the uh, podcast for my end because the battery on my laptop's r- running out. Well, hey, let's let's uh, thank our sponsor again, uh, Thrive Outdoor Products. Please go to their Facebook page. Go to our website fishnerds.com click on thrive outdoor products and hit the like button tell ryan the fish nerds sent you and he will be so happy that he sponsored us yay so, yay <laughs> and uh thanks again to uh nick for uh for keeping our podcast sounding good we really appreciate it and if you'd like to support the fish nerds please like our facebook page Go to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, uh, give us a five-star rating, leave us a nice little comment, and we will be super happy. All right. Very good. So that's the end of another one. Wow. In the bag. Put a fork in it. It's done. Stick a fork in it, Dave Kellum. We'll (laughs) see you next week. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) All right.